So a pastor from Malden, Missouri, made national headlines when a video of his sermon got passed around social media. And I've already got Janelle giving me looks, and I'm nervous about reading some of his quotes because <laughs> somebody's going to turn on the radio and not hear yes, me say quote. Think- be like, that Brian. <laughs> so, what did he say? Let's talk about it. I'll, I'll quote it for you, and then we'll start talking about this. So. Pastor Stuart Allen Clark delivered the controversial sermon at First General Baptist Church about how God built men to look at women and the ways in which women should maintain their physical appearance. Quote, I'm not saying every woman can be the epic trophy wife of all time, like Melania Trump, he said, with an image of her behind his head. Hmm. Most women can't be trophy wives like her. Maybe you're a participation trophy. But you don't need to look like a butch either. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. This is, this is going from bad to worse. Oh, it gets worse. Clark argued that women simply don't understand that God made men to be drawn to beautiful women and how they must try to look attractive. Quote, but you say, how can I do that? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question, he said to his congregation. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron's like, wow. no, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Don't do it. So he says, if you were sitting in my office, here's the thing I'd say to you. And boy, I hate to say this. Weight control. Weight control. Weight control. What? Clark suggested women put down cupcakes and wear makeup to experience the, quote, miracles it can unfold. Can you imagine sitting in the congregation next to your husband? Oh, my goodness. So uncomfortable. Wow. Yeah. And... I, I have to wonder, is this guy married? Did he have a sister? Yeah, he's did married. He, did he have a mother? <laughs> he's married. <laughs> then he said, <laughs> this is so it, Oh, it gets worse. Quote, praise God for makeup, he said. It's like Bondo for dented vehicles. And it's like crack filler for your drywall. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Wow. I mean, in fairness, though, aren't you trying to hide stuff when you do that? No? Yeah, I mean, makeup and nothing wrong with makeup. Yeah, but don't Run call it out like that. that. Yeah, don't say it. Yeah. He's not done yet, by the way. <laughs> Man. Clark highlighted his wife's commitment to staying slim for him after being, quote, quite robust. Wow. And giving birth to multiple children. She's lost up to 50 pounds after each pregnancy because she understands the kind of man he is. The kind of man he is. Quote. That's what I'll say. Yeah. One of her favorite expressions is food never tastes as good as skinny feels. Of course, everybody and their mother tried to reach out to her for comment. And she, as far as I can tell, has not given comment. That's a lot. That's a lot. And it's in a sermon. But some of the reaction in national press is... I don't know if it's surprising, but it's a little startling to me, at least. We're going to get to that in just a minute. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones. The ones that make you feel uncomfortable. That's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. 
Ustedes son mi familia. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle and I'm Brian. If you don't want to miss anything, all you have to do is just hit that subscribe button to get a notification whenever we drop a new episode. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. Men across the country cringe mm-hmm. and women are ready to throw something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to put you on the spot. You say men cringe. Is there any part of men, like, you know, we here. It's just us three. What are you about to do to me? We family. What are you about to do to me? brother. Just tell me a secret. Is there any part of it that men are feeling like, man, I'm glad he said it out loud? Some men, probably. Yeah. Some men. No men. Because you know why, though? What are you trying to do here? There's something about my baby is amazing from day one in this area but I have always wondered of course you're going to say that is there a part of you that's you know that that feels differently you can't help it you really want me to answer that I do I got a whole lot to say and it might surprise some people but I want to start with I I think there's there's some pigs out there who think that Mm -hmm. I I don't know any men who love Jesus who would talk like that. Now, is there anything in there? Maybe. Okay. You don't even have to say what. But before we get there. (laughs) Okay. Here's what I want. The the second layer to add to this before we decide exactly where we're going to jump in is I was a little surprised in the national coverage by our reputation. Maybe I shouldn't be. Oh, yes. In the Washington Post, it says, as offensive as his message might be to some, it's rather unremarkable to conservative sects of Christianity or even to society at large, religion and gender scholars told the Washington Post. Hmm. When video of Clark's sermon made it to the news feed of Calvin University history professor Kristen Kobus, she thought, nothing new here. Hmm. Exactly, that's what I said. So variations of Clark's message can be found in guides on Christian womanhood and marriage, she said. Those publications have been popular at least since the latter half of the 20th century, when particular authors like uh, Maribel Morgan and Beverly LaHaye, founder of the conservative group Concerned Women for America, were instructing women how to comport themselves in their marriages. Quote, this is common inside a particular culture, she said. When people on the outside hear it or get a glimpse of it, that's where the shock registers. Okay. So what they're saying is like, look at this shocking thing a pastor said. But if you know anything about conservative Christianity... There's nothing to see here. Keep moving. This is very typical. Probably similar to if you went to uh, one of Julie Slattery's women's conventions and took something that she said just out of context, mm-hmm. and you could run with that and say, wow, look how off base this is. And it's like, well, no, if, you, if you're part of the group, this makes total sense. And but- yet, I mean, in any context, are his words Okay. I can't think of one offhand. I mean, maybe one of those comments as like a joke of, with sarcasm font, you know, hey, uh, put down the cupcakes, baby. And everybody go, ooh, you'd be like, yeah, don't say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I think women who are overweight are keenly aware that they are overweight. And most make some effort to, to work on that, but it's very difficult. In our privileged society, we tend to have cookies and crackers and 
snacks in the house for the kids, and it's easy to grab them yourself, male and female. But I'm just saying, you know, from from the woman's perspective, you know, she really has to have a, a hard disposition to push toward that. And that's why so often groups like Weight Watchers and others, they have you come do a weigh-in for accountability yeah. mm-hmm. so that you know the truth is going to bear out mm-hmm. at the end of the week. So that gives you a, a reason to stay away from those things. But yeah, I, I think women are keenly aware of most of these issues. And to bring it up in a public setting by a man as a way of like how to please your man is just so off base. Yeah. But what about that makes experts, quote unquote, say there's nothing new here? Is there something we're teaching women and we're saying to women in Christian culture? Yeah. That says, what, you got to care how you look? Well, society in general says, you know, you got to be skinny. If you're going to make it in TV or movies, you got to be skinny. You got to be pretty. You got to, you know, know how to do the makeup for, you know, whatever. You're going to be the girl next door. You've got, you know, plain and bright, vibrant, and you're going to be the sultry vixen. Then you've got to have smoky eyes and all that. So, yeah, society is telling you you're not good enough. No matter how good you are, you look at when you're going through a checkout, the magazine, you read the cover, fix your trouble spots, nine ways to get rid of stubborn belly fat, all these things. Yeah, the but same the, with Facebook. But does society tell women your job is to please your man and be visually appealing? No, the church does. And there's actually... A book, a few books, but um, one in particular a few months ago that kind of hit the fan as well. And it's one we've celebrated for years. Dr. Julie Slattery has brought this up. The problem of the church communicating that sexual intimacy is about satisfying a man. And, you know, we talk a lot about men are visual. And so make sure that you're pleasing and, you know, all of that. Yes, there is the wrong message. And it's not hard to find. When we see it, I don't know if we question it as much. I don't know if we if it shocks us. Maybe because scripture has been used incorrectly. Because Dr. Julie Slattery had talked about it, about how satisfaction is both ways. Mm-hmm. But throughout history, we've brought it up as, well, you know, the, even the language he uses. This is the way men are, are created and they are visual. And so that, yeah, our bodies are to please but- men. The twist on that is that we're always harping on men, at least in the last decade. If your wife is always saying she's tired, there's a reason she's tired. There's a lot of work to do. Pick up some of that work, and then she won't be so tired when you ask for her companionship. Yeah. So what, what do we make of this? I mean, the guy probably said, this pastor in Missouri said, what a lot of, I guess, not these men, but Mm -hmm. what some men are thinking, and Apparently, society thinks this is pretty typical of the church to say things like that. Like, hey, ladies, put down the cupcake, lose some weight, do it for your man. What, what do we do with this as believers? Hey, it's Brian. I've got one little request. 
Now, I'm not good at tap dancing, so I will not tap dance around it. So here it is. We need your money. Okay, that was a little direct, but it's true. We're part of Moody Radio Cleveland, and we're a listener-supported ministry. So people like you who listen to this podcast every week faithfully, and we're grateful for you, you are the ones who keep every episode coming out time and again. And it's not cheap to keep radio stations and podcasts running. So would you prayerfully consider a donation to this ministry? Super easy to do that. Go to moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. Again, moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. And you can follow links there to get your gift in safely and securely right now. Thanks. A pastor has gotten our attention and actually made it on the Washington Post. I don't know if he could walk away feeling triumphant, talk about, look at me and my sermon. The reason he's shocking people is because of his quote-unquote advice to Christian women, who religion and gender scholars say is not surprising coming from the church. And basically what he argued is that women simply don't understand that God made men to be drawn to beautiful women and how they must try to look attractive. Put that muffin down. That's what he says. <laughs> what do we do with this? Charles in Richmond Heights. What are your thoughts? Yo, Team Brian in the house. Hey, oh, yeah. Oh, wow, there's four of us now. Charles. Hey, Brian, it's me. Don't touch that hair. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, when I saw this story last week, I was like, yo, this dude is tripping. Yeah. But let me say this. While this guy thinks he's doing whatever, yo, he is bugging. He's so disrespectful. I don't understand how this dude is married. I can see his church right now. It's a small little building with very few uh, parishioners because there's no way a dude with a mega church could ever say anything like this. He would lose 90% of his congregation. Is there anything he's saying that holds any truth, Charles, or is this guy just totally off base here? Absolutely not. He's totally off base. I would never say this to my wife. I've been married for 20 years. I would never even think of saying anything like this to the woman who has bared six of my children. Amen, brother. You got six kids? Yes. Congratulations, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, I got People five. People who have mm-hmm. six are just, they got it going on. Good job, Charles. Yeah. He's How many Brian. you got? I got five. <laughs> No sound so far. <laughs> yeah, no, we're done. But uh, I, I see what you mean, Charles. Yeah, I mean most guys that I know who love Jesus would never say any of those words to their wives. Forget saying them words, thinking those words. Wow, mm-hmm. you sound so awesome, Charles. Charles, you thanks know, for the call, my friend. It's just so disrespectful. I'm not a big guy. I'm 160 pounds, but. I wouldn't feel cool if my wife was like, hey, I wish you looked more like uh, Jason Momoa or whatever his name oh, is. Oh, yeah. As, uh, my wife calls him Wet Thor. I wouldn't be comfortable if my wife wanted me to look like Wet Thor. <laughs> yeah, no, isn't that the truth, though, right? Yeah, how bad would a guy feel if his wife was like, well, you know what, Thor is pretty cute. And then there's you. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But wives don't say stuff like that. Thanks, Charles. Appreciate the call. Wes in West Salem. What are your thoughts? Hey, good morning. I was just sitting here talking to my wife, and I said, I'd like to take a look at that pastor. Do they have any pictures of him in the Washington Post? (laughs) Yeah, you know, they do. And he got quite a bit of uh, pushback on that because 
He doesn't fit the uh, the Thor ideal. Let's just At put all. it that way. <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to tell me he's 50 years old and he still looks like a Marine out of boot camp. No. <laughs> no. And well, I don't look like a Marine out of boot camp either. So uh, <laughs> I hear you. I bet his wife spends 300 bucks a week in a beauty parlor if she looks as good as what he says she does. Yeah. <laughs> <Must>. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Wes. I appreciate that. Yeah. And here's the tough part on this one, too, though. It's like I get why a lot of people on the Internet were like, wow, look at him. What's he saying that for? But we want to be sure we're not teaching the ethic of two wrongs make a right. I mean, no, it shows his hypocrisy. No, That's no what I'm question. saying. The hypocrisy and maybe what the world sees in the church, the double standard, the pressures put on women. And at the same time, because I told you about the book that uses scripture and it's about us making sure men are satisfied. We do it with sexual intimacy. Dr. Julie Slattery has shared that with us. And at the same time, we also got to do Proverbs 31, take care of everything else in the house, help work outside the home, make sure we're fearing God, like touching all the bases. And Mm -hmm. I think if his message was more balanced, maybe it would help a little bit, although we shouldn't as believers focus so much on the physical. But I think that's where people look at the way he looks because the church is known for putting it all on women. Make sure you stay together. But we've talked about physical. on the show that physical attraction matters. It does matter. And so that's where I wanted, before we were done, to touch on, you said, is there any truth to it? And I do think there is some, but it, not in the way that he puts it. I guess no. we'll have to get to that. Yeah. Diana, Diane, I'm sorry, in Olmstead Falls, what are your thoughts? Good morning. Well, I wanted to kind of chime in and say that I also don't think it's surprising that someone in the church would say this just based on my own experiences. I'm in my 40s, and I grew up in the church during the purity culture. Okay. And I think that during that time, I mean, I was explicitly taught in Bible studies and Sunday school classes, and even by my own well-meaning mom, that first of all, before you're married, it's your job to protect your purity and pretty much the purity of all the guys around you, because... They can't handle that themselves, so you have to make sure that you don't cause them to stumble. But then once you're married, now you have to flip a switch, and you have to be that attractive Mm -hmm. siren for your husband, and that it's (laughs) your job to do that. But you can't be too sexy, because then other men will lust after you. But you do have to take Mm. care of your husband's needs, because, and it's almost implicitly stated that if you don't, your husband may cheat on you, yes. and then and then that's kind of your fault too. Oh my! <laughs> that's, yes, that's a lot of pressure. Wow. Yeah, and and well-meaning, good Christian girls and women want to do what's right, and so we take that on, and we do think that that's our role, mm-hmm. and it it's kind of messed up. She got it all figured out, Brian. Well, and you said some bold things, and I'm glad you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would say that. That message, whether as explicitly shared, is still being communicated. Maybe in some parts. Julie Slattery talked last week, I think, about the purity culture and how the church is recognizing that some of that teaching was very, very harmful. And I think that we're changing the way that we are mentoring our young women in the church. And that's fantastic. And we're also changing the ways that we're expecting our young men to take responsibility for their own sexuality and their own purity. And so I think that things are changing, but yeah, in certain circles, I'm sure that does still go on. 
So, so what? So what? What do we do with this? Is this is this um, a cautionary tale, or what? What? What do we do with this? I think that, like Janelle just said, that you like you guys talked about, physical attraction does matter, but it's both. Yeah. It's it's a way to care for and respect your spouse to put your best self forward, mm-hmm. and that's your best physical self too. To say I care enough about you that I want to look nice and I want to take care of my appearance, but that's both men and women. A lot of times that's put more on women, both in the church and the culture, than Mm -hmm. men. But I think looking at the ways that maybe some of the teachings in the past and the ones that still go on are harmful is a good first step to be aware. If that pastor that we've been quoting were here, wouldn't he say, yeah, you just said it better than me, Diane. I take back my words. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. You got to try hard for your spouse. I mean, they, yeah, you got, you can't just let yourself go. And then suddenly the Washington Post comes along and goes, look look at Diane. She thinks women need to perform for their men and make them, you know, look good for them. No, she said both. Mm -hmm. I know both. I think there's a difference, right? I would say so. Like, the pastor didn't say anything about men. They're nothing. To women. Like, women put down the cupcake. Yeah. He didn't talk about men and the potato chips. Like, it was just women and the cupcakes. It is chips for us. It's not not the cupcakes. (laughs) So, if it were a message given to both... Do you think the world would receive it well? I'm not sure. Because the world often has its own double standard of, you know, you should be able to do whatever you want and still be loved. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I don't either, I, which is why I'm asking you, because I know that there <laughs> is an element in popular culture of you're beautiful just the way you are, no matter what, don't change a thing. Yeah. And sure. I don't know that we necessarily communicate that in a submissive, a mutually submissive, submissive marriage relationship, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's the Christian ideal in marriage is not one of just women submitting. It's husbands and wives submit to one another. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Great points, though, Diane. I know Janelle's over here like, put it, make it the Diane show. That's right. <laughs> Diane, you, are all, you had all kinds of answers. That was awesome. Thank you. Oh, thanks, guys. What are we to do? A pastor giving women advice saying, put the muffin down. Men, it's a cupcake. <laughs> God yeah. created. You can keep the muffin. <laughs> God created men to love and, and want beautiful women. What do we do? But we're talking about what to do with this. As some experts in the article in the Washington Post indicated, this is not that new. Yeah. This is still a problem in the church. And Diane in Olmstead Falls indicated that this is kind of what she heard for a long time. This one-way street of women look good for your husbands lest they cheat. Yeah. And guys like Ron, guys like me, we don't talk like that. No, you don't. I've had conversations with, with my wife that border on the ridiculous, but she brings up a point that I want to get your reaction to. Mm-hmm. Because I think what we can't do here is just kind of go, oh yeah, it's crazy. There's no, nothing, nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, girl, I love you no matter what, baby. <laughs> And she'll be like, Brian, I'll be like, no, I seriously, babe, I, I love you. I love everything about you. I love you. That's never going to change. And she'll try to, well, what if, yeah. and one of her what ifs is what if I'm 800 pounds, Brian, you're not going to be concerned for my health. You're still going to be the exact same level of attracted to me if I'm 800 pounds. <laughs> but that's different. <clears throat> concern for her health and concern for your physical attraction to her. They're different things. And Going from 100 pounds now to 800 pounds later, that's a long time to get there, during which I'm sure you would be saying things like, babe, I'm concerned 
you know, this is going to be hard on your heart. Let's work on bringing that weight down. But Meanwhile, in- her doctor will be on her like, like white on rice. Is that <laughs> safe to say? Yeah, that is. Well, and I gave an extreme example, but I mean, will men be the same level of attracted to it? And I'm just asking these questions to throw it out there because I don't want to just be like, oh, nothing to see here. Move on. That guy's a jerk. This um, never happens anywhere. Is, is the level at which a man's attracted to his wife the same no matter what size she is? Okay. So now we, I'm going to get in trouble. No. <laughs> <laughs> so making sure that we that we understand that beauty comes second, that you know, true beauty is from within, like the Bible says in First Peter, Romans eight, Proverbs First Samuel sixteen. Too. Right. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to the scriptures. You know what my favorite is? Go ahead. Proverbs eleven twenty two. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. I'm talking about the inner beauty stuff. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I think we are physical beings. So, so number one, the pastor's issue is it wasn't balanced, and the church does have a history and a problem with putting all of the burden on the woman. Yes. But it matters on both sides. And where I'm getting at is not so much the way you look or how much you weigh, but your neglect on the way you look and letting go. And I've talked about it before here. I think it matters that— our attitude about keeping up and making sure that we appeal or do things to appeal to our spouse. So one example in terms of appealing, Len recently told me, and this is 20 years later, we've just been having a lot of conversations. He really cares about smell. So it's not just so much smell clean. Like that's not what he was talking about. He's he's into like perfumes and splashes. So I wore one and he was like, I really like the citrusy ones though. So am I just going to be like, oh, whatever, like I'll smell how I smell or as long as I smell good? Or do I want to appeal to that? And so my job, I think, should be, man, let me get the the smells that he likes because it does affect, you know, I want to be a treat for him in in that sense. But I wanted to get to something else. And I'll give you the two opposites. So I had years when I when I had preschoolers, and I've said this before, and it sounds so horrible, <laughs> where I did let myself go. You know, I was in sweats mean? all the time. I would barely do my hair, you know. And so for some people, it's like, oh, okay, so you just had a, uh, what is that, messy bun. No, like I'm talking edges. about exactly. So like my hair, if it's curly and I don't brush through it, and then it's like a Afro kind of like a mess, kind of like not <laughs> that kind of thing. I went through those years. Or like my shirt would be dirty because the kids are pulling. Or, did you smell good? I did smell good. I'm just you saying sure? I, I wasn't putting effort. <laughs> and so he told me, like he actually said, babe, like you got to put effort. Should I be offended? Should I be like, I can't believe it. I thought you said you love me no matter what I look like. Now compare that to recently. And there's a lot of detail. I just want you to compare these two. Recently when we went, we were out on a date together and I, I'm very particular about what I eat now. He, and then, and then I'm drinking water and I'm doing other things. He was like, it is so attractive to see your your effort to your health and you you know in terms of like being balanced and your your effort he's like man that's really cool so it wasn't so much I'm glad you might lose weight or I'm glad it was the man I like that you're putting effort in terms of who you are what you look like and taking pride in yourself so that's me I'm a woman it matters both ways and I think it's not fair and I don't like the idea of well we're married 
and he loves me no matter what. And what I felt recently is I'm the only woman Len gets. And I, that gives me power in a sense, mm-hmm. and it gives him power. And so for me to just be like, well, you're just stuck with this. So no matter, <laughs> that's what I'm saying it to myself. <laughs> you know, shouldn't I put effort to say, you've committed your entire life to me. I appreciate it. No matter what, he's there and he'll love me. But can I make it kind of fun to be with you now? So, so even no matter what size I am, wear little shirts that he likes or wear splashes and perfumes that he likes or the hair, your hair the way he likes. So, so it, help me. Than, What's wrong about what I've said so far? Well, no, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, isn't it possible this pastor could say, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I said it really poorly. That's what I meant. Um, and then the woman comes in and says, Yep, no, no surprise here. This is, we always hear this from the church. Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. I, isn't it possible he meant, and he said it terribly, and he didn't balance it out with men. He didn't balance it out. He focused on. But you're saying, trof- ladies, try to make yourself look good for your man. And he said, ladies, look good for your man. Right? N- well, no, because the putting up of Melania Trump's. Yeah, picture, that was foolish. Calling it a trophy and saying, you know, not all y'all will be a trophy, but at least you could be a, partici- a participation. You know, was that's- he going for a laugh in that though? We've all heard sermons before. Okay, what? Okay, Ron, you probably uh-huh. will say something more wise. But the only thing that's <laughs> coming to me right now is kind of like the true idea of makeup. Right. So some women wear it and they wear a lot or whatever, where like if you if a young girl or a woman learns to put makeup Mm -hmm. on, it should be to enhance the beauty you already have. Yes. Not to change your face. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. The difference is it sounds to me like he's saying meet these standards, including being skinny so that you can please your man versus what I'm trying to do with Len is he loves me and the way I look. I want to enhance it. So if he wants me to smell a certain way. And you want to please him. Right, and please him. And so to look sloppy versus, man, let me put effort. So he'll say sometimes, man, when you wear shirts with laces or I think there's a difference and we should care and honor our physical needs. We should because you are all I get. And, And that's messed up for you to be like, well. Here I am. You're going to love me regardless. But in fairness, what I'm trying to say is it's really harsh and inappropriate to say put down the cupcake and lose yes. some weight. Is that super different other than it's harsh language than put in some effort? Ron? <laughs> Look, are you putting Ron yeah. into the bus? Um, <laughs> I don't like the way he said any of those things. I just want to be careful that we don't say the same thing that he's saying, but put a yeah. bow on it. It's very similar. I think the difference is the way it's presented when you've got a male pastor telling female parishioners these things versus a female within the congregation like Janelle pointing out, I think this is how we should do it. And there's a lot of generalizations and stereotyping. Not every man wants a skinny, tall runway model as his trophy wife. That's right. And, There are guys who prefer blondes or brunettes, Mm -hmm. guys who prefer women of different nationalities. Brown skin, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) And so to stereotype what beauty is becomes a problem. There are guys 
who want a woman who enjoys cupcakes. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. And even if the guy is super skinny, he likes a big woman. And that's beauty to him. Are we to deny that and say, oh, no, his wife needs to put down the cupcake? Yeah. I'm just asking questions. I'm not saying I believe all these things. I'm just trying to make sure we're clear. Tim and Timberlake, what are your thoughts? That is awesome that you live in Timberlake. Go ahead. Thank you so much. I actually never had to turn my radio off after I heard the comments. It was so hurtful yeah. to hear, for me to hear that. Mm-hmm. And I really think we need to pray for this man. This man needs the Holy Spirit's conviction in his heart. Um, when I think of beauty, I think of trying to look at things through Christ's eyes and, you know, with his heart. And, uh, you know, working in a hospital, I've seen women that uh, have had burns and uh, they were uh, physically abused. And uh, Christ has healed them. But they're the most beautiful women that I've met. And right. I've, been, I've been married for 41 years. My wife has struggled with many things and her weight and she's lost weight and she's put it back on. But, uh, you know, she is the most beautiful person that I've ever met her spirit and how she loves people. I have a handicapped child and, you know, the child's been looked at differently and I've noticed that. But the thing is, is, you know, Christ has eyes for us and we need to try to look at people through those eyes and, uh, this man uh, really needs some prayer, and I just I thank you. And it, uh, I, I had to turn my radio away from some of the comments because it just got too hard for me. Yeah, it's it's hard to believe, isn't it, that that kind of vanity and self righteousness would come out of a pastor's mouth in a church? Uh, exactly. But sometimes that that's what you know. As I, I had one pastor indicate that we're all kind of like a, a full bucket, and when you get bumped, something spills right. out. And in this case, there may be others struggling with those very issues. Um, Tim, you bring up an excellent point. Thank you so much for the call. Carrie in Hudson. What are your thoughts, Carrie? Hey, how are you? Hey, good. So anyway, um, I kind of want to bring it from the world's perspective because we've talked about how we should be as believers. Yeah. But what the world sees is the highest addiction of pornography among men in the church Divorce stats that are hideous. Yes. Christian dating sites that I will tell you have anything less than Christian men. And men and the majority of men in churches that are not consecrated to the Lord. So what do you have left? Yeah. Women, you better buck up because your man isn't walking with God, not committed to God. He's on pornography sites. So the world's like, well, what do you have left? So for me, the issue is... There's a core issue of the heart. There's a lot of men that might not say it, but they're leaving their wives. Yeah. They're not talking to their wives. They're not saying, they're just saying, you know what? I'm going to go someplace else to get my trophy wife. And so I, I'm saying the, the core issue is the fact that the church isn't preaching the gospel. Men are not spending time in the word of God. The women are leading in their families, the Christian example, not you guys, but the majority of men are not the Christian example in the home. Their eyes are wandering. So I don't agree with this pastor said, 
But let's peel it back a second. What if this pastor is being riddled with men coming in saying, I'm addicted to pornography. I don't know how to talk to my wife. I don't know that I'm not saying this is the right approach by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. I'm just peeling it back as to why the world is not surprised. Yeah, and it, it sounds like that frustrates you, right? That, that this is such a common thing well, in the church because, in some well, measure. First of all, I'm single, and I intend to probably remain single for the rest of my life because singleness is better than an uphill battle with a man not walking with God. A consecrated, committed man who is single walking with God is hard to find. Mm, yeah. They are hard to find. So, all I'm saying is from a single perspective and from the standpoint of the world looking in, what's different? You have all these dating websites where people put up pictures. They're not even themselves. Why are they doing that? Because everybody on the planet admittedly knows that it's a visual game. Well, hasn't it always been even before the Internet? Yes. I mean, when you date, that's what you do. you know, I can be really honest. You know, if I, if I was married to someone and all of a sudden he became 800 pounds, it's going to reduce my attraction a little bit. But the issue is, is that hopefully you're having conversations about it long before that occurs. Mm-hmm. And you have a marriage yeah. that is with God first. And then your marriage between the two of you mm-hmm. is, you know, on that platform. But if it's not, this is hopeless. We're just whitewashing the situation. Mm -hmm. The core is, is that you don't have a lot of marriages where Christ is first, where the man is leading, where he's taking the initiative, where the wife feels actually covered by the man. So she gets stressed. Well, what does stress do? Stress creates a problem because now she is carrying all the burdens of the children. She's feeling less and less love because He's not consecrated to the Lord, and therefore he is worldly because there is no, like, gray area. Mm-hmm. So that creates stress. It's just a vicious cycle until you peel it back and say, men, wake up. Sit with the Lord in the morning. Get into your Bibles, not your little 15-minute devotional or your prayer on the way to work. Get in your Bibles and be committed warrior men in the church. Carrie, I, I hear your passion. There's a whole bunch of people jumping in with some amens. Yeah. Uh, Lori's amen. She spelled it out in all caps. Yeah. <laughs> um, although, just to gently push back a, for, for the sake of discussion here, what we don't want to do is swing the pendulum all the way back the other way in that if men are saying the real problem here is women, wouldn't the equal problem be women saying the real problem is men? All I'm saying is the real problem is lack of intimacy with Christ. Yeah, amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the real, on the anyone's real problem part. On, on anybody's part. But what I'm saying is, is that from the world's perspective, why did the Washington Post just casually say, this is nothing new? Why wasn't the world horrified by what the man did? Us as Christians are more horrified by what he did. The world's just going, well, this is Christianity for you. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. The world is what we're trying to reach. So from the world's perspective, what are they seeing that is common to all? They're not seeing a difference. And they need that's to see a difference. Problem. And that's mm-hmm. the key point, Carrie. And that's a point well taken. As she was talking, what I kept thinking of was really, it gets down to a gospel issue yet again. Yeah. 
with a, if we're preaching the gospel to ourselves and we have a right view of the gospel, we truly see the ugliness that is ourself. Mm-hmm. Let's say you happen to be the super attractive like Ron. And you, <laughs> if, you're, if you love Jesus and you understand the gospel, you know that your ugliness is somewhere else. Like we all have a measure of unworthiness and ugliness and we are unworthy of love. We're unworthy of the love Christ gave for us. Yeah. And so that ought to put us in a, in a level of humility that doesn't allow us to participate in these kinds of things. Right. It's like, don't you wish you would have had like that little earpiece, somebody in the back saying, just stop. Yeah. stop. Commercial, go to commercial. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or even one of the elders just stand up and say, Pastor, stop. Yes. For your own sake, stop. We would love to hear your thoughts. Jill in Vermilion, what are yours? Hi. Yeah, I don't like what he had to say, but it made me think about um, when we're in the dating phase, you know, we we do our best to look our best to to be fit, to look good, and we date and we meet somebody, mm-hmm. and then we let that go sometimes. And Amen. I think, I think that's the problem. You need to continue in that because you, otherwise it's almost like false advertisement. You know, I lost all this weight. So I can get out the dating <laughs> you. And then, and then, oh, I'm going to let myself go, and yeah. I'm going to gain that 30 pounds back because now I got you. I got the ring on it. But, you know, <laughs> that's the thing. It's you. Need, we just need to keep it up. It's important. I'm. I'm going to be honest. I'm visual. You know. I. I don't. You know. You're attracted to them, based on what how you met them. And and yeah, I know people change, and you you get older, and yeah. you do put on some pounds. But just to not care about it anymore, and not to put effort into it anymore. Here's my question: Do you think this would have made headlines if a woman said this to a group of women? Probably not. I don't think so. Like, I mean, the same words, oh, like you, put down oh, the cupcake same, and all, oh, all the that. the same thing that he, um, I mean, I feel like you have motivational workout people, women that say this all the time, mm-hmm. woman, put down that cupcake and lose the weight, you know, I mean, but I don't know if she's saying it in the way of doing it for your man. I think she's more empowering you to do it for yourself. For yourself, that's to right. To be healthy and stuff like that. Don't Christian women say that sometimes to each other? No, wait, I, I, I want to be careful to say... Even those who are about fitness and all of that, I have seen people being careful about, it's not about losing the weight, it's about being healthy. Buster and Bolivar, what are your thoughts? Hi. This topic sort of got me fired up a little bit, and I'm trying to calm down now. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, first off, I assume this pastor had taken a log out of his own eye before he addressed uh, his congregation. You know, that yeah. Jesus gave us that example. Yeah, and, uh, he, and he didn't, and I think he forgot about that passage when he was doing this teaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, another thing is, I just, uh, a lot of men uh, are guilty of the sin of gluttony, and they really don't care, yeah. you know. And uh, um, I'm a certified uh, personal trainer, so I've seen it. And it's it's, uh, you see the struggles that goes along with this. And uh, the thing that I've come to realize, too, is that uh, uh, beauty is not just physical. You know, there's you can have uh, I think Ron touched on this, you know, you can have a, a, a physically attractive person, 
but their personality and their habits and their language and so on makes them really ugly. Yes. Uh, There's a great proverb on that. It's, it's Proverbs 11.22. Right. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. Yes, yes, exactly. And Ron also touched on a, 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 an issue that sort of bugs me is, is, is that not all men like twiggies. <laughs> That's true. You know, yeah. you, uh, you know, uh, years and years ago, uh, I'm sure my age here. Uh, you, you know, Twiggy was a thing, and everyone was sort of appalled. But now that's sort of uh, in shape for the models, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and and that uh, to me looks. Uh, I mean, I see people on TV, and I'm thinking, man, they just came out of a concentration camp. What's going on? You know, and, and uh, I would rather see uh, anybody with a little bit of uh, uh, meat on their bones, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but, and the bottom line is health, you know, health for yeah. both sexes, you know. And and the the uh, comment, too, that was made was, you know, well, the uh, what was it, the Washington Post? Is that what this is in? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's the source we're using, although it was all over the place. I yeah. think pretty much everybody well, covered it. And they say, well, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, this is Christianity. Well, just because uh, this is not new, doesn't make it right. Yes. You know. You know. And 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 that's the thing that uh, uh, I, I just don't quite understand. You know, just because it, it's uh, 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 Christian Christians have been noted for maybe maybe making uh, those kind of comments to uh, uh, couples are going to get married or whatever. That still doesn't make it uh, totally correct. And uh, my 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 verse is you know First Corinthians Aaron six it says that our body is is a temple of God or, or the temple the temple of the Holy Spirit, and uh, you don't have to be you don't have to be stick thin to have that. That's but, right. Uh, yeah, that and just, th- th- thank you, Buster. I appreciate your call and your comments. Yeah, it is one of those where too, if you look over history, the standards of beauty change dramatically. Oh yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, b- bottom line, if, if your heart's for Christ, you don't say things like this as the, the testimony of your life. But I also want to be cautious. Like, this guy needs to be able to, to be within reach of, of forgiveness and repentance and mm-hmm. restoration. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if we all had everything we said, we'll blast and it yeah, everywhere. You especially. Especially me. <laughs> like, it, yeah. I, I think our heart has to be for how God defines beauty and health. Oh, yes. But I want to make sure I that we stress that it matters. We've said this already. Physical attraction matters and, and putting in effort. And like the listener said, being your best self, but being sensitive to what is it that my spouse likes? You know, and being mindful and taking note. If he says he likes certain styles or a certain shirt you wear, caring about that because it matters. When we get too, quote unquote, holy, like too much about, well, you love me for who I am. Like you miss a level of intimacy that matters. God created us into physical beings and those things, it mattered when we were dating. You know, why does it suddenly now the conversation once you get married is, well, you know, he loves you for who you are. You put in effort when he picked you up to go on dates. And so you should put the same effort in. Janelle said that, not me. It's true. And it's not just for women. I'm talking to men. Right. <laughs> and and I think this is one of those situations where it does matter who says it. Yeah. Yes. Like there, there are certain messages that don't come best from you. 
<laughs> let someone else say them. Yeah. Not that what he said was right, but you understand what I mean. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is why, again, Janelle said that, not me. <laughs> hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So look down, hit that button right there, subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us. How? A five-star rating. You can also hang with us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m., interact with us, talk with us, download the Moody Radio app. Or at brianandjanelle.org. And we don't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind all this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Well, Brian, that's a wrap. Yep.